1: welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host Vaughn Galtz and today we talk to frequency teacher Karen Chong about how to tune into a fifth dimensional and above frequency with source and how to use our frequency for energy healing. So with that, Karen, welcome to Merkaba Chakras. Thank you, Vaughn. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, I love your podcast and I've been going through your stuff. And I, you know, um, as a researcher of energy healing um, and metaphysics, I kind of got a little bit bored of the stuff that I was learning in Buddhism in my whole life. I've been doing 40 years of it. And so over time, I would kind of branch off and see what everybody else is doing with um, the consciousness and the frequency of source. And um, I'm delighted to find that there's a lot of different ways to do it as well. And I'm presenting that to the audience. So your work is fascinating in terms of frequency. And we talk about frequency a lot in Buddhism. But before we get into your work, can you please tell us how you even got into this? Because
2: you have a very fascinating story. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah, so uh, I didn't intend for this to happen, actually. (laughs) It's not like I was five and was like, gee, one day I'm going to be frequency, I'm going to work in frequency work. Um, What happened was uh, I was pretty much a normal kid. Um, For the most part, I was raised normally, but I had certain abilities even then. So um, I could uh, always tell um, when. someone was saying something was going to happen i always knew what their possibilities were really going to be Mm -hmm. so meaning they would say oh we're going to be doing this and so on i'd be like no that's not going to happen this will instead i already just i would just know that or um i'd be able to see into their lives as if i was looking like i would get clips of their lives like i could see you know their homes or whatever as if you know the things they normally did it didn't mean anything to me Mm -hmm. because it didn't have any context Mm -hmm. but anyway so i would you know talk about it because you know i was a kid and i noticed that adults got really uncomfortable with that very quickly and um, because mm-hmm. I was also sensitive to emotion that sort of got shut down so I never really explored that and developed it when I was a child and then when I was in my 20s um, I had my version of like a health crisis and so for me mm-hmm. what happened was if you've ever been like had a mosquito bite like on a knuckle or on the mm-hmm. on your ankle or like a back of your knee where it's like really itchy mm-hmm. I, I had that basically like Everywhere from my underneath my chin all the way to my ankles, and so mm-hmm. I was just like literally scratching my skin off. My clothes would stick to me when I woke up in the morning, and I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep very well because I was scratching all the time. And if you've ever been really itchy, you know that emotionally it gets really um, debilitating after a while. And so I I wasn't, and I was living in New York city at the time, actually. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just kept getting worse and worse, even though I was seeking help. So, you know, I was going to see acupuncturists. I was going to see traditional Western medicine people. And I just, it didn't seem to help. Mm
0: -hmm. And what was
2: happening was I was becoming more and more sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. So as like weeks and months went on and I was in a lot of pain. And one day I I woke up, um, like from a light doze early in the morning. And I remember just saying to nothing, You know, I just, I can't, I just can't do this anymore. Like I'm just Mm -hmm. not strong enough. And so that's, at that point I considered taking my life because I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, my husband didn't know that I had had this internal plea. And later that morning when he woke up, he like kind of sprung out of bed and was like, okay, that's it. Like you're, I can't take it anymore because basically you're dissolving in front of me. You're you're not going to last like this. So what we're going to do is you're going to quit your job tomorrow and we're sending you off to edmonton alberta canada which is like you know halfway across canada from where we were and you're gonna go see this acupuncturist that your aunt keeps raving about who she says can see chi or energy and i'm like Mm -hmm. so i protest right because i'm like okay how much can he really know i've seen other acupuncturists etc we don't have the money etc and he was just like okay no no then you're (laughs) going. so then within five days i was off to see Mm -hmm. this man and then within um five weeks actually of being treated with just needles and cups i went from uh uh, a mess physical Mm -hmm. mess i think or i don't wonder wonder if our zooms frozen we went i went from really um just physically uh struggling Mm -hmm. i just want to know hang on bon i just i'm just checking to see if we're okay we're on so um i went from that to somebody who um was emotionally like ready to commit suicide to somebody who was vital and healthy and really different in terms of her outlook and very positive. Right. So, um, and so that prompted the question: Well, what else is there in the unseen that creates what I think is solid and real and not changeable? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, how is this man able to do what he did? Does yeah. so that prompted a twenty-five year search for mm. something. Right? Like, what is there? And so I delved into all kinds of energetic modalities weird therapies like all these different kinds of things in addition to like coaching and personal development which is more traditional Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and we also had like a a real estate company in san francisco at the time and although um we were doing well because i was implementing all these different modalities i was like well i've got them like why don't i use them right so i'm Mm -hmm. using all these different energetic modalities spirit spirit tactics all this sort of cool stuff in addition to coaching and personal development and i realized that when i looked around that um despite all of this implementation right from a business perspective we had colleagues who didn't seem to work as hard who weren't caring as much about their clients or whatever and yet they were exceeding us right in their sales volume i'm like what Mm -hmm. what's the difference and then also i would have these like flare-ups of my body um and i was like this is really weird because i feel like i should this should be under control by this point but it wasn't and that's when i asked the question like what am i missing is there something better and that's literally, like, within a few days, that's when I first heard of frequency work. And so um, I then, as soon as I started, I was like, OK, this is it. And I was very skeptical. Like, We tried a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. as you know from being in the spirit community, there's a lot of people who claim they can do a lot of stuff. Okay, And a lot mm-hmm. of them can't, Okay, or mm-hmm. are dark, or whatever. So I was, I'm skeptical. right? So I was mm-hmm. listening to this guy, and I was just like, OK, you say you can do this, but can you really do this? And when I heard him speak, I was like, yeah, this guy's legit. And so then I started doing frequency work myself very intensively for two years.
1: Who is the guy that you were studying with?
2: Mas uh, Sajani was the guy that I worked with
1: originally. Mas Sajani? Is he still yeah. offering courses and teachings? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Or is he retired? He is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Uh, I also was working with a woman by the name of Teresa, who no longer is doing it. So I'm not going to mention her last name, but okay. she was doing it also at the time. There's mm-hmm. only a very, very tiny number of people who do this work because it's not mm-hmm. about a modality. It's about a frequency level. So mm-hmm. um, anyway... So for two years, I did frequency work extremely intensively. Because for me, intuitively, it felt like this was what I was looking for. Right. And so and I had been struggling so much with like scarcity patterns. I was just like, I just want to be free of this. Okay. I just want to be free of feeling like I don't have enough. And so, like I said, two years of intensively doing this, it all, cult- and it, it started rapidly changing, actually. It was really cool. So yeah. my scarcity stuff started to resolve. My sense of completeness, wholeness changed. And then all of a sudden, it culminated. In a tiny studio in Sedona, where I happened to mm-hmm. be for an unrelated seminar, where I right. entered into a nine hour meditation. And that's when I uh, pierced the veil of forgetting. Okay, I so quick questions.
1: Back. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick questions. First, um, when you were young, and I found mm-hmm. this uh, very common because I um, have one on one consultations of parents who have yeah. children with six senses. Yeah. Um, But those are the brave parents. Many parents like yours were scared or adults that you told it to were scared. What are they scared of? What is scary about a child with six senses? Uh,
2: Because it's the unknown and you start to rattle what they perceive to be the reality and the construct of their reality. So when you start to to shake that, um, my my senses for most people who aren't ready for it, Mm -hmm. it, they don't want to hear it. Because then it's like, well, this is how I carefully construct my reality. And what you're suggesting is not within that. But yet, so what else isn't real, right? Because it all, it's like this house of cards. So if you mm-hmm. pull out one of the blocks from the house of cards, right, the whole thing crumbles. And most people, if they're not ready for it, don't want to do that. It's too scary for them. So I think um, with parents, I mean, this was the 70s, right? So right. Um, and it still
1: what, happens now. It still happens yeah. now.
2: Yeah. True. Yeah. So I think that's what parents are scared of. It's not really of the child. It's like about their um, attachment to how they believe the reality is constructed. And now the child is challenging that. And it scares them.
1: Okay, so let's say their paradigm of how reality is constructed and mm-hmm. it's fluid and changeable based on consciousness or the frequency of the person. Yep. Um, and let's say they embrace that. What. What is what are they scared could happen? What, what could, you know, is it just the unknown? Is it just the unknown that's scary?
2: Well, um, or do they, so I just want to make do, do, sure I follow do they you. Fear, so,
1: do they fear like a negative reality might come forward if they
2: work yeah, with this well, on a child? Yeah. I think that for most people, it's just, um, it's, it's not even just a negative reality. It's just like, what is real i mean who am i like those really basic questions Mm. which are really fundamental to creating what we call their ego sense of identity
0: Mm. and if
2: you shake that people get really really upset if you have parents who are um more fluid in their consciousness as you were mentioned and like a higher frequency because we i definitely work with some of those parents who have Mm -hmm. kids who i call new consciousness kids they Mm -hmm. encourage their kids not Mm -hmm. in a way where it's like ego like so where they're like oh you're so special you know right it's more like okay that's great that you're, you're having that experience. What, what's, that, what's that like for you? Um, and the other thing too is like, it's hard to tell, okay, with kids because depending on the parent, because sometimes what the kid can be exposed to can be dark, right? So you, you can't necessarily tell as a parent, right? It could be something dark. And so that could be scary to them too because they feel like, oh, something is wrong right? So that there's we can't discount that. Mm-hmm. That is a possibility, mm-hmm. right, that they may mm-hmm. be responding to. And then you have the kids who are just challenging things because they're of a higher order of resonance and yeah. they're challenging the way that reality is created. So you kind of have like both things in play. It kind of depends on what's happening. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: so funny. I, w- I have to show you something. You just put something up. Let me pause it really quick. I'm going to bring an image of two drawings that my daughter and my niece drew before the pandemic. And they said this okay. is what everybody's gonna come across. It's a friends. Okay, so I just wanted to show you this and I wanted to show the audience this because because um, since we were talking about uh you coming into this work and when you were a child, adults and parents um that people that you were talking to were kind of a little bit scared of mm-hmm. um the your ability. And you know, I have I have clients who have children who have um some budding six senses and um, my daughter has as well and she just naturally just picks up what is going to happen so mm-hmm. she and her she started drawing this um this cartoon last spring before the pandemic started to really get fold with her niece uh, or mm-hmm. with her cousin and she was my daughter's six and her cousin's like seven and
2: mm-hmm. they
1: drew these two characters <laughs> that before spring started we all know what this looked like and I asked them like what is it they're like they're the bugs what's the bugs they're the bugs that everybody's going to come across like oh it must be a spring bug must be a spring bug so you know on plants what's this bug and I asked them why do they have those sticks that come out of their heads because that's how they feel things to find to find other friends to connect to that are of their frequency Uh that's the coronavirus Uh and those little those little feelers Mm -hmm. are the sticks that come out and they just they feel for people who have the frequency in their body that they can connect to and Mm -hmm. if you are of a higher frequency you they can connect to that energy Mm -hmm. field so that's that's according to my six-year-old my seven-year-old and I thought it was hilarious that they were drawing the bugs that was going to fly around in the air uh, Mm -hmm. before spring of um, last year last year yeah last year before the pandemic really started to hit most of the 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 world so um so anyways um for you know in relation to your story for how you got into this work When you're not scared of the unknown and you just entertain, be like, okay, let's see what it looks like. Oh, that's interesting. Follow it away. Mm -hmm. Um, It it may unravel and answer itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So
1: when you so when you were doing this, so you 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 did this. You were working with all these teachers, learning frequency work, and then you were applying it into your business. What mm-hmm. started to change? You said things were starting to change when you started applying these principles into your yeah. life. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. So, I didn't really, what I was applying was before I found frequency work, actually, because mm. that was more outward. So, I was doing a whole bunch of personal development stuff. Uh, There are a whole bunch of different energetic modalities. Like one of them is uh, uh, taught by uh, Dr. Donnie Epstein, who does Mm -hmm. his own form of chiropractic. And he has a whole paradigm under which um, things work. And I'm I'm very curious about how people see the world, you know, different paradigms of how the world works. So we were, it's like a way of understanding people, understanding clients, how relationships interact. So that's what we were primarily using. And then when Mm -hmm. frequency work happened, that's more of an internal thing, Um, at least. uh, Yep. That's typically how, how, it, how it works. So mm-hmm. for me, at that point, um, we, it was really about, uh, I had a lot of uh, fear with regards to loss. Okay? So mm. I was very attached to things, um, especially money, and because I felt like I wasn't going to be okay. So a lot of the clearing that I did was around that. And so that I could gain. And actually, what's really cool about frequency work is that you internally become really strong. So you realize you actually don't need anything external to you. You don't need to externally reference to be internally complete and whole. And so you release what I call distortion patterns mm-hmm. that cause you to feel like you need something internal. Okay, Because mm-hmm. our, from my, the way I see the world, um, our thoughts and emotions are reflections of distortion patterns, which occur mm-hmm. at this point level. And um, all the stuff that we have based on the external reality that we feel like we need to reference no longer becomes relevant. So as a result, you gain a sense of wholeness, completeness, you don't need people or circumstances or things in the same way because you're internally complete. And that Mm -hmm. gives you the sense of neutrality, which doesn't mean non-emotional, it simply means not attached to outcomes or a particular way in which the world should unfold in order Mm -hmm. for you to be happy. So that is what started to happen, and that's, and as you release distortion patterns, or at least as I release distortion patterns, my frequency resonance rose and rose, and that's what happened when I actually was in that meditation that I mentioned that was nine hours long. Because of that, that's when I was able to pierce, I had the, enough of um, a frequent, like, momentum on frequency level to raise my frequency resonance enough to get to the point where I could pierce the veil of forgetting and merge back into source basically. Okay. So question about that.
1: Mm-hmm. So sure. what did it, what can you explain the point where you recognize that you pierce the veil mm-hmm. of forgetting? Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain that further for people? What, oh, what, what, yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. So um, from my perspective, the veil of forgetting is something that we agree to as we devolve from a certain level of consciousness down into Mm -hmm. embodiment. Because the embodiment Mm -hmm. is, of course, lower in vibration and it's denser. So you have to actually drop in vibration to have embodiment, which is actually a, a gift because you're allowed to transcend a lot in this form and to overcome all these challenges, which basically gives you a lot of momentum and spirit level. So the veil of forgetting is something that we all agree to as we come down into this embodiment and that veil of forgetting is the veil of uh, forgetting of that you are infinite indestructible consciousness that you are intrinsically part of the oneness and then the oneness intrinsically part of you that's mm-hmm. a really huge forgetting. So um and that you're sovereign that's another part of that but um mm-hmm. so for me what happened was um I could feel my frequency resonance uh rising so I don't know how I know this, but it wasn't like I was thinking, I just knew I was like, okay, there's the layer of love, there's layer of awareness consciousness. And then I kind of kept hitting something, and I couldn't get through it. I was like, literally, like I was bumping my head against a glass ceiling. I was just like, I can't, that's weird. I can't go any further. And I was like, hmm. And then I realized at that point, that I had to surrender. It really wasn't about will, it was about surrender at that point, Mm -hmm. Um, to pure source. And once I really surrendered, so just full on, um, to pure source, like really, uh, it was very scary actually. Um, and what did you surrender? Was it ego? Was it your identity? Um, it was, yeah, I guess it was everything. It was, um, like who I thought I was. Mm -hmm. So essentially I was just like, okay, well, if I don't come back me, if I don't remember me, am I like, am I willing to release that? And so ultimately, after some crying, because it was scary for me. OK, so I was just like, it's I not did it. like it was scary. Like,
1: it's, it's scary yeah, at first it's, when you're like, what's, what's
2: going to yeah, happen? I'm not going to
1: be myself. I'm not going gonna to hey, be, be gonna myself. myself,
2: right? What exactly. about love?
1: What about love? You know, you know, you have all these last minute questions before you jump off the bridge. You're like, oh, you know, yeah. I get it. I get it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's these really scary questions about, like, who am I? And uh, what about my relationships and people I love and all that? Right. So all that stuff had to be released. So I did um, in that Mm. moment. And as soon as I was fascinating, and I wasn't, I was crying the whole time because I was scared. And it's very, we're human, we're attached. Yeah, we're attached to these things, right? So I was crying. And so, but at the end of that, something shifted where I finally let go. I was just like, and I can't explain to you exactly what that felt like, but it was just this release of like, okay, like really like I give all, all of it, it's okay. And when it's like if i'm going to go insane i lose my mind i lose my identity i'm okay with it, it mm-hmm. that's fine and so um as soon as that happened it felt like this upward buoying okay so it's like phoom, like it, it was a really big push up and mm-hmm. then as i moved into that space let's call it that loosely um, i <laughs> uh, this is going to sound strange possibly but mm-hmm. it's like i just felt everything and everything with me was me but it wasn't an i like there was no Uh, sounds hard to explain exactly, but it was just, and I could just feel everything being part of me and I being part of everything. There was no separation. And um, there was this really cool feeling of uh, uh, just expansiveness, but in a different way than I experienced it before. And wholeness and integration, I guess is the way I would explain it. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, I actually... First, when I first felt it, I started laughing like out loud. So I'm by myself Mm -hmm. in this tiny apartment on this couch and I'm just laughing and laughing because I couldn't believe that I'd forgotten. Like, it was just like, how do you forget your hand? I mean, like, how do you forget your hand or your breath or whatever? I was just like, holy crap, how could I have forgotten? This is hilarious. And then Uh I started crying. I got laughed for like 20 minutes out loud to nobody. And then I started crying. <laughs> like if you'd been up flying the wall, you would have been like, okay, this human is crazy. <laughs> anyway, and then I started crying because I couldn't, I was, there was so much grief because of like, we forgot. And then, um, I don't know how much longer. So that stopped. So the emotion stopped. And then I was just in this space for, I don't know, a very long period of time that I don't really know. And then, um, when I eventually, um, Sort of came back to uh, more presence of my surroundings and room and I was still in my body, but I just right. um more conscious of it i um it changed, so meaning I was like, did, I could see the, the room illusion.
1: change or oh like what did you oh, what, i changed you changed, I but changed. the room didn't change you,
2: or well the room was sort of like much less relevant and it really felt mm. like I could put my hand through the room I was just like oh this is just a skin if I just do this it'll go away like mm. I can just do this and it'll go away and mm. then I was in Sedona so I was hiking you know I would see this beautiful vistas, and I'm like oh it's just like a screen like I can just do this and it will be what's behind it is the void actually yeah like, yeah oh, there's the void oh huh? who knew <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: I know. I know what you're saying. I'll give you I'll give you my I'll give you my experience which is very okay. very similar. Okay, mm-hmm. I know that exactly you're saying. So, um this so I um uh, I mean cuz I I knew this in terms of of consciousness frequency in Buddhism my whole life it's a concept but until you experience it. Then it's like, oh, well, now you've been bitten by love. Now you're in love. Before you were just kind of hoping and looking and wishing and all that kind of good mm-hmm. stuff. But anyways, I was walking through the parking lot to my car from work and I was just having these existential questions like, oh, da da da. and then I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to let it all go. And then I had the freak out moment, just like you were talking about, where I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I really surrender my Vaughness, my identity, who is everybody going to get? what about love who is in love with my boyfriend at the time and now my husband you know all these that you have all these last minute questions before you jump the bridge and then i just kind of had a feeling i was like you know what yeah i've lived thousands and thousands and many many lifetimes um far infinitely and so what's what's another experience just letting it all go just pack that into the experience so i decided to let it go I walked through the hypothetical doorway, and it was—you were kind of scared. It was a little bit painful for like a mini infinite seconds. So I was like, and I, and I did it. And then afterwards, I was like, "Oh, now all of a sudden, instead of looking at reality as Vaughn, I was looking at reality as an observer." Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's what infinity or source or. Uh, consciousness is it's just an observer of all the fractal expressions from different vantage points but now it's looking at it as an observer i'm like oh that's interesting oh that's interesting kind of like when we're looking at microscope under a microscope and we're observing we're not like really in the game but we're watching the game play out we're watching the ants move around and do the thing we're like oh that's interesting but we're we're still in there but it's not affecting us so drastically So there could be somebody over there at the parking lot having an argument over a parking spot and this and that and whatever. And it's not affecting me so heavily because I'm an observer. That's Mm -hmm. what I noticed. And then over a period of a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. reality, um, and I had to work myself to get out of that that consciousness. Reality was fluid in terms of I could look at... um, I would be in the bathroom looking at the towel rack and the towel rack would kind of hover in a frequency in the shape of a towel rack with the towel on the rack. But the towel on the rack would kind of do this a little bit. I could see the energy of the towel in the shape of a towel. And then I was looking; it was almost matrixy. And so then I was like, you have to like close your eyes and make yourself out of it. But literally I saw the matrix yeah quote so everything it wasn't just any more of a concept that everything is just vibrating at different frequencies Mm -hmm. to create the structure and the form in which our avatars engage with the simulation Mm -hmm. or the game or the sojourn or whatever you want to call it it wasn't just um a concept anymore but now i actually experienced and saw that everything is vibrating at a different frequency uh-huh. to create that that form that I'm engaging with, as uh-huh. as well are people that are different frequencies. Uh-huh. So, um, so I completely understand where that um, where that is coming from. And for those people who are going through this, going, oh, this is some weird like sci-fi stuff you guys are talking about. I haven't experienced it. Or oh, for people who are experiencing and they do do that. You, this you can start seeing this but it does subside doesn't it for you th- is it still ongoing or did this finally like, subside in terms of the well, illusionary nature of, of reality
2: yeah so it's changed right because how does it change uh, yeah so as well as all of us right all of our consciousness is rising at such a rapid rate right now and um, why do you think that us, is why do i think that is because it's yeah. what happens um it, it's just what's happening right now so every um you know period of time fifty-two thousand years or so there's like in that this level of consciousness is a uh, wave of consciousness that goes through or, or purity waves of consciousness that go through which boy not just humans but everything in the consciousness field so it's not just humans you're given the opportunity to move up in consciousness realm you don't have to mm-hmm. go uh, there are a lot of people who don't uh who choose not to uh, that's fine um and um, it's not about a better than
1: who... yeah
2: it's not about what better happens... than or worse than it's just about choice right right
1: so what happens to um because we're going to really interesting conversation about frequency and people Mm -hmm. um you know because you said earlier that that the frequency happens within you and i completely agree and that's been established in buddhism that frequency and consciousness happens within you Mm -hmm. um and from with that within that you affect the physical world around you Mm -hmm. and and but what happens to the people who don't want to raise their frequency because um, it's too much for them for whatever reason.
2: What what have you
1: experienced with them?
2: Well, what happens is that the, the, the gap, what happens is polarization.
1: Okay.
2: What does that mean? We are seeing that, that for people. And so we're seeing that right now on the planet in everything, right? From politics to what's happening with the pandemic to people's responses to the pandemic Like all of this stuff is increasing polarization that's happening on the planet. That polarization is happening because of the split in the consciousness level. So one consciousness level is becoming available to us for those of us who are moving, who choose to move in that direction. Again, it's not a better than, it's simply a choice. So Mm -hmm. those who want to move up in their frequency resonance have the ability to move into higher level frequency bandwidths that are spectrums that are Mm -hmm. becoming available to us and that we can integrate as embodied beings. Those who don't want to, will stay at the lower level order. So it's like you'll see almost like two lenses of uh, through which you can view the world, right? So let's just imagine the physical reality is fixed, mm-hmm. it's not clear, really, but, right? So it's like two different lenses through which you can view something. One lens is clearer than the other, okay? Yeah. Because it's, it's clearer, of the filters, it's higher in resonance. Mm-hmm, and then of true, course, right? each being is different in, in the sense of their own frequency resonance. So what they see depends on their frequency resonance as they peer through the lens into the reality. So that's what right. I mean by that. The experience is going to be really different for different people, depending on what resonance they're at. And then also what lens they happen to be looking through. So, and the lens to me is a metaphor for the consciousness level that they're at.
1: Right. Right. And I want to get, I want to, I want this, this is a really hot topic in a lot of spiritual circles in terms of some people call it the by fear purification or the split or the, you know, whatever. So, Are you talking in terms of let's say you have people at different frequency levels in a parking lot, for example? Mm -hmm. And you have somebody who is um you know already gone to infinite consciousness, tapped into that, but let's say they're let's just for simplistic terms, let's say they're fifth-dimensional consciousness and they're seeing reality at a higher, clearer lens. Mm -hmm. You have a couple of those people walking in the parking lot. And then you have a bunch of people who are walking in the lower third dimensional frequency Mm -hmm. and seeing reality in that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they're seeing a little, they're seeing kind of a little bit of a horror horror picture show going on because that they're Mm -hmm. still working on some of the, the internal struggles that um, create the manifestations.
2: So they're getting Mm -hmm. more of what they are.
1: So are you saying it's all happening at the same space?
2: Um. Yeah. So right now it's a different experience. Right now the spaces are overlapping.
1: Oh, they are. overlapping. So, yeah. okay.
2: So to some degree, the perception of the space is different though, because the person at the higher, res- like, they may not even see each other. Actually, it may That's be true. that the third yeah, dimensional person doesn't see the fifth dimension, the person resonating in the fifth dimension. That I, happens, get
1: hit. I have to watch out for cars because they don't see me. I yeah. dodge cars so, all the
2: time. <laughs> yeah. So you have to, like, sometimes that happens, uh, or they won't, uh, that definitely can happen, um, their experience of the parking lot will be different. Actually, really? so-, so meaning uh, the person who has, um, for example, like they'll easily, this is an example, right? So they it feels good to them, they get into their car, there's no fuss, they just drive off. You know, it's like easy for them. Whereas mm-hmm. the person who is of a lower resonance might um, be stressed out, not be able to find their car, get uh, like, harangued by you know somebody else that's there for example as they try to back their car out or whatever okay so it's Mm -hmm. just a different experience of the same thing it's just that it's from a very different resonance so it's not the same experience yeah right
1: so it's kind of like the uh, um the concept of um you're going to get what you are so if you yeah if you see struggle and your intention is struggle, your intention is paranoia, your intention is everybody's out for you, you're going to get more of that manifestation in, in in these challenges in the parking lot. Whereas if you are of higher frequency in your consciousness, things flow easier. You expect things to flow easier. If they don't, you work around them easier. And things just kind of flow in effortless. The The parking ticket is easily... Pay, there's no traffic, you can go where you need to go. It's just a nice, smooth adventure. And you know, that's a lot of people call that fifth dimensional frequency uh, with awareness or higher. It's just the universe moves much more smoothly for these people
2: yeah because really your reality Mm -hmm. is a rendering right so um it's not real (laughs) it's an illusion (laughs) so um you are rendering a reality so from Mm -hmm. the way that i see the world okay and it's it it might it might be different depending on, on how you see the world but um so i'm going to explain two different frameworks in case it's helpful for the listeners yes okay so um from my perspective you have pure source, right? Vibrating or source, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Vibrating, it's a very high rate. And as you've just been discussing, right? In order for embodiment to happen, there needs to be a drop in vibrational level. So even for source to be aware of itself means that there's a drop in vibrational level. So as we um, come into embodiment, okay? So what it looks like to me, or what has been shown to me, is that it's like these spheres of pure source energy that come out of the field of pure source energy. In- of pure source, okay, they're individuated. Their vibrational level is what individuates them, okay? It's what Mm -hmm. makes you you and me, me. When Mm -hmm. that sphere drops into embodiment, what looks like layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of duct tape form around the sphere. Okay, Mm -hmm. Now the sphere is still intact and beautiful and vibrating because it's pure source energy, still vibrating at its unique rate, but it's now got all this crud around it. So the layers and layers of duct tape are metaphors for things like, your um, distor- for, are really distortion patterns caused by things like your um, lineage or your ancestors, whether or not you remember them, right? Even like 40, 50 generations ago, what they experience very much affects you and mm-hmm. the number of frequency distortions that you get to, ex- or get to, get to experience. You also have you know, uh, cultural distortion patterns, religious distortion patterns, even if you weren't practicing anything in particular your lineage or your ancestors certainly have. And so they are impacted by that and that influences you. Right. And then of course um, you have past lives. So all of these things create these layers of duct tape. And those layers of duct tape are very heavy and they cause the sphere to not be aware of source infinitely or in all directions around it. Okay, And it mm-hmm. also causes the sphere to slow down in vibrational level. Right. So to right. your point, as you raise your vibrational level, what happens is you start to release more and more of these layers of duct tape. And it's self-perpetuating because your higher, your spirit body self wants it to be off, right? Like that, It doesn't like the heaviness of these distortion right. patterns. So as you release more and more of these distortion patterns, then your frequency resonance buoys up. And that's why you experience what you just talked about because right. you don't have the same distortion, which is causing that experience to render in your reality. The distortion patterns happen at the frequency level first. Then your physical reality mirrors that. So from my perspective, the, um, you have individuated consciousness at this very high rate, right? Okay, you have pure source or source, whatever you want to call it, an individuation of consciousness because source mm-hmm. wants to experience life in a different way. So it wants to express in an individuated form. So here comes individuated consciousness. This is not human at all, okay? It's very highly resonant. And that's the thing that decides, oh, I'd like to have the experience of embodiment and then sends an aspect of its consciousness down into form. A, it must create something that can create density in linear space-time, okay? Mm-hmm. It has to in order to create like what we consider solid, right? right. So something called, sp- what I call, what to me, what I perceive is a sphere around mm-hmm. our physical bodies that render like a hologram the physicalness that's you in the center of it. So here's the sphere, here's you in the center. Your brain is actually the projector of the reality from my perspective anyway. So, You are simply a rendering. What you perceive, and as you clear the distortion patterns, like in the physical body, in the space between the rendering and the sphere, as I said, your your experience of the reality changes because you clarify. Your resonance goes up, and what you create manifests is really different. And you don't even have to intend it; it just is. Your physical Mm -hmm. reality is a reflection of the clarity that you are, or the distortion that you are. It really kind of depends which one you are. So, yeah, that that would be my way of seeing what you just explained.
1: You know what you just explained? you just explained here uh, i gotta pull I gotta pull my latest book out of my Buddhist mandala series. You just oh, cool. explained the Buddhist mandala. This is the sphere that you are. this is what people are is energy. it is a sphere, and reality is created as a sphere, and they have shown it in science that our voice. Is a sphere. Mm -hmm. It's a three-dimensional sphere um, that has energy moving inside it and so forth. And but when you look at it from the top view, it it looks like a mandala, like Mm. a Buddhist mandala. And there's also a little sphere halo around your head. However, Mm -hmm. in Buddhism, the um the point of the center of the sphere is always the heart. And Mm. that's where the highest resonance comes from. Mm. Um, So the brain does create a small field but the heart field is the highest. Oh, for sure.
2: It encompasses
1: encompasses the brain field.
2: Yeah, the heart field is way faster than the brain, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But the frequency in which somebody, um, an energy being, which we all are, the frequency in which an energy being resonates at um, and levels up through, that is what is affecting all of reality. So the higher somebody's frequency, the more impact they have on reality. And it's also said that they impact their whole lineage because they're all connected. So mm-hmm. the, is that what you see as well? That like if somebody decides mm-hmm. to go into the higher frequencies of consciousness, mm-hmm. that they not only heal and st- their wounds, but they heal ancestral. Do you see that?
2: Yeah, it work? depends on. So in the work that I do, um, it can happen. It depends on a couple of things so one is some beings are what I call kingpins okay and so kingpins okay. are beings that come in who are of a higher consciousness level and they're aware of who they are and their abilities before they come into embodiment and mm. they agree to help clear the line okay so I, I have met a number of them but um, anyway there's a certain number of beings that are like this so okay. they take on that agreement for the lineage There are others who, um, and as they clear, their lineage clears. So for them, the clearing can be more intense just in terms of their journey, their physical journey. Um, For others, when you get to a certain tipping point, so as you clear your own distortion patterns, yes, especially when you get to a certain level of resonance, what your ripple effect through the lineage is huge because you start to clear the lineage of those distortion patterns. You also start to change what is possible for your future line as well. Mm-hmm. Especially when kids are like um, five years or less, you have like a more direct effect on them because they don't have as much established distortion around them. However, as you right. start to clear Real up. Real quick, in terms of... define
1: distortion. Is your, your, cause you, you say distortion. Is distortion, mm-hmm. uh, define what you mean in distortion.
2: Yeah, so distortion to me, um, on frequency level, is anything that keeps you separate from the one. And so um, it's not necessarily negative. A lot of us consider uh, distortion to be negative. A lot of it is negative. But even your embodiment is a distortion. It keeps you from the being merged with the oneness. It's not bad. I'm not saying the body's bad at all. It's great. However, mm-hmm. it is something that keeps you from being fully merged into the one. So a lot of people will take the word distortion as purely negative. Um, it can often be that way, but it doesn't necessarily, to me, mean that. It's simply like a filter through which you view your reality, essentially. That's how I would define a distortion. Okay,
1: so, yeah. like, would distortions be, like, um, your perceptions about other people, your perceptions about reality, your your beliefs yeah. about your own limitations, you know, yeah. um, all these different labels that we box ourselves in, would, would that qualify as distortions that hold down people's frequency?
2: yeah so anything like that and um like even like the distortion of like the separateness from the oneness is a distortion right like the fact Mm -hmm. that we have the veil of forgetting that is a distortion and all this like our thoughts and emotions we think create the reality to me they're not they're Mm -hmm. a reflection and a result of distortion patterns that are in at the frequency level so if you can release the distortion pattern of low self-worth if you can release the Mm -hmm. distortion pattern of I don't know, whatever, self doubt, then at the frequency level, the person's experience is very different because their thoughts and habituated emotions are very different. Right. So, and that's what's happening. So, that's um, to answer your question. All of those things are um, in. So, to me, when I perceive the world, it's as frequency. So, it's, right. so it's like I see not just what the person's presenting, but we're all this um, like bundle or this sphere of frequencies. Right, and as you clarify, you can like release a lot of these things that are denser and lower resonating in order, so mm-hmm. that you can buoy up. So that's the really cool thing. So yes, as right. you release distortions, things clarify. Your thoughts yeah. clarify, emotions clarify, everything changes.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you this because I I read a lot of scientific journals and medical journals, and I I put a lot of the science in my uh, my Buddhism books as well. That's cool. Just to, just for the the, the analytical minded, uh, along with. Um, the, the buddhist um, material but let me ask you this so people who are higher frequency because i i i, I have conversations with people in, in in these areas and um some people get so caught up and then it's so like you got to go into the 5d and higher you got to have a higher frequency all that kind of stuff the things they were talking about and then they're like no i i want to deal and clean up the 3d issues so mm-hmm. what do you say to people who are like they want to stay in the 3d so they because they think that is what, what um, is best. Not going to sure. the higher dimensions, but stay in the 3D. Yeah, uh, what, I mean, do you, what do you say to that?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's your choice, of course. It's, it's slower. Choice. I mean, it's, it's slower and yeah. it's much, much harder. Because you're trying yeah. to address the problem at the frequency level at which it exists. In mm-hmm. order to transcend, you need to come from a higher level of energy. If not, you're just going to spin in the same thing over and over Einstein again. Said, kind of...
1: Einstein said that, you know. It, he said something to the effect of... In order to solve the problem, you have to be from a higher level of consciousness or something to that effect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So you need to have, in order to break a pattern, you have to introduce an energy that's a higher frequency in order to have the pattern shift. So Mm -hmm. my perspective would be like, that's fine. You can absolutely do that. And the challenge with personal development or coaching or all these 3D things is it's very hard and it doesn't stay for very long because the frequency governs form. Frequencies, right? So you have pure source. You have the slow, your frequencies that are created. I mean, they just are, mm-hmm. right? And as, you, as I said, you drop in, and as you've mentioned, you drop in vibrational level. As the vibrational level drops, right, the, the energy vibration slowing down, it becomes energy. And as that slows down even more, that becomes physical matter or form. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter as much what you do on the physical level, because if you don't change the frequency first, that's what governs form, this the physical is a reflection of the frequency so mm-hmm. yes you can change this on the physical sure it's going to take a lot of work and what's going to happen is it's going to ping back to the way it was because you haven't addressed it at the frequency level yeah. this is what yeah. governs the physical yep. so it's kind of like it will either be a lot of effort short-lived or it won't feel the way you wanted it to okay so like yeah. it, you like you'll get there and it'll kind of feel empty so that's the thing—is you're not addressing the frequency issue, right? The distortion at the frequency level. You so let me, some, yeah. let me give you some. Yeah,
1: let me um, give you some real-world examples to, like, how would you address this in a real-world example? So let's just take, um, let's take police brutality for example. Okay, uh, in America, um, like Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff. So let's mm-hmm. take police brutality as as example, and it's been going mm-hmm. on. And you think this is the worst case, and then a new one crops up, and then you know we do all this vigilance and this protesting and you know support mm-hmm. da 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 da, and then another one happens, and then another one happens, and so it's like we keep coming back, trying to resolve an issue that mm-hmm. um, continues to with the same consciousness that developed it, trying to solve it, because everybody mm-hmm. understands okay. Mm, you know not all cops are bad um, there's some bad ones um, that's making the, the pile look bad and the system may not be working to address the problem and you know there's a systematic issue and you know the conversation goes on and on for how the problem um, arises and continues to persist mm-hmm. so how does because we talked about this earlier when you said um, about the uh, the split or by purification of right now a lot of the higher dimensional consciousness people are, are in the same mix of the lower consciousness people. And so there's some overlap. Mm-hmm. So um, so you have some polariz- polarization of 3D mm-hmm. issues. So with the police brutality, you have one side thinking one thing and then you have another side thinking another thing. And they just keep mm-hmm. doing this over and over this little cat and mouse chase and never going above that. So how mm-hmm. does, um, let's look at infinity single? So so mm-hmm. how how does the solution of a higher consciousness spring through the middle?
2: Sure. So uh what I would say is again your physical reality is an illusion that you are rendering. So the reason you are rendering that is because you are running oppression uh, frequencies of oppression and control. We all do, we're human, okay? So in the lower consciousness realm, we all have these uh, of oppression, control, dominance, abuse. It's running through us. So When we do the work internally to see where we are in terms of our own frequency distortions and then releasing those distortion patterns right this is the work that i do basically Mm -hmm. is to release the distortion pattern of oppression within self abuse dominance all that stuff you are releasing that and what that allows in the field okay is you release these distortion patterns that catalyzes your frequency resonance up It allows someone else the possibility to entrain to you and then start the process potentially of like, depending on the resonance of the person who's released it, either to start the release themselves or start to wonder, gee, is there something better? Is there a better way than what I'm doing Mm. perhaps there's something for me and their own path is their own path right whatever they're gonna find to help them do that is just their own gig so that's great but it's do you understand so it looks like we're not doing anything but one of the most powerful things you can do is take accountability for the reality that you are creating look for Mm. the distortion patterns within and then delete the distortion patterns within yourself because that ripples out into the oneness essentially right through you your family community humanity oneness the higher your resonance the more you impact that's just it's not one-to-one anymore we always think in the physical way like if i talk to you you might shift so if i make you like believe what i believe Mm -hmm. then therefore Mm -hmm. we have a shift that's not really the no. way it works as yeah. you know from consciousness it's not, not very efficient actually so what yeah. happens really is um that your frequency resonance boils up as you clear more of these distortions and we start to shift because we are creating a possibility that is new in the field where those mm-hmm. lower level distortions no longer in play and as so they you fall know, apart things,
1: but... they they fall exactly. aside they fall aside. Yeah,
2: exactly so as you raise up in consciousness level that doesn't exist because at that consciousness level, it's not possible for those lower level distortion patterns to exist. That's why you have to release them in order to access more of those higher level consciousness fields that we're talking about.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this about that, frequ- that, that about this topic of frequency and how sure. our high frequencies affect the quote-unquote quote, matrix uh, um, and the people around. Because they've they've proven this over and over again in meditation research that the higher the, the energy fields of the consciousness of the, the person, the higher their frequency and the highest frequency in, that they've measured in meditation and brain research is um, gamma brain waves, which mm-hmm. is a much more crisp uh, form of reality. And they've proven this over and over again, thousands of times that it affects the physical reality by making somehow the subtle energy all the people in that area let more peaceful, less violent, um, you know much much more um, serene, and it is the the high energy of these fifth dimensional or higher frequency people in these higher states of consciousness, whereby their frequency is literally changing the physical reality, and everybody else who are lower dimensional frequency um, is unconsciously reorganizing themselves in a way that benefits Mm -hmm. the whole by being less violent so that's Mm -hmm. just an example in meditation The meditation research and people can look that up um, as an example of how your consciousness and your frequency affects physical reality here's the question with that lower frequency people will see high frequency people as you just checked out from helping clean things up
2: oh, I don't necessarily know that that's true because, well, yeah, it depends. That's, that's the that's yeah. a
1: criticism. Well, you guys are just checking out. You're in your la-la land. You're not yeah. um, helping clean up. the. You're not participating in the this and that. Um, you're not participating yeah. in what we're doing to clean this up. You go off in la-la land creating your organic garden or your geodesic dome community or whatever you guys are out there uh yeah. you you know meditating and doing your zen whatever you want you guys do you're not in the real world but yet it's yeah. shown over and over again that these people are creating the real world without being yeah. of the problem yeah so how, how do you address that common thing that comes up from yeah. low frequency people going You just checked out. You're not helping
2: solve the problem. Well, well, what I would say is um, that they're welcome to have the opinion that they have um, and that their judgment is not really um, necessarily a reflection of how I see the world. So and that's great that they have that opinion and that I am aware of my connection to pure source. And that when I foster that and cultivate that, that the ripple effect of that in terms of my resonance into the oneness and through the all that is, is massive. So I know that and, and, and I also believe in action as well, right? So I don't feel like it has to be like one or the other, like you're sitting on your cushion meditating in a cave or you're like out on the streets yeah. rallying people. I mean, like, it's not like it has to be these two separate things that are never overlapping. You know, for people who are, Um, we are in the world you are we are embodied for a reason and Mm -hmm. so whatever you're called to do in the expression that is unique to you that keeps your frequency buoyant and which can help the whole however that is whether you're interacting with someone at a grocery store or whether you're I don't know whatever you're doing Helping someone across the street or whatever—it doesn't even have to be helping. Just like standing there, being the resonance that you are, that is enough. Now, whether someone judges you for that, well, that's their own judgment. Making <laughs> yeah, that they yeah, they want. And of course, there is no must, right, in terms of like how it is that you help the world and that you have to even help the world. My thing is, the more you are aware of your consciousness and your. um, that you are this this amazing aspect of the divine and that you get you have the sovereignty to co-create your reality. You can create whatever expression of beauty and authenticity that you want and whatever resonance that you want. That is what is important. Whatever anyone else tells about you, well, that's their experience. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying being mindful or mean or cruel or not thoughtful. I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that that is someone else's experience of what you are having, and that ne- doesn't necessarily mean it's a reaction it's the reality of what it is that you're creating in the world that's yeah. my response to that
1: yeah <laughs> that's a really good response that, that comes that's really good because that comes of a lot of these high vibe people are in the clouds yeah. uh, you know they're checked out of reality they're not helping us clean up the 3 d issues blah 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 blah. Yeah. So yeah, and I, and I I understand I understand and there's some there's some um, there's some movements that I um, that I have drawn to and I do support in different ways. I don't have to be yeah. there in your face yeah. to do it, but um, but uh, you know, but, and and there are different ways in which you can contribute. And if you if you if you do support one thing a little and you resonate with it, then yeah, there's different ways to support that. But um, yeah. not everybody. That, has to get so deep into whatever because there's so many things going on you can't split yourself into everything yeah and this is still your time this is still your life so yeah you you can live it the way you want
2: yeah and I also feel like the more of us that clear up all of our distortion patterns Mm -hmm. the higher in resonance we all become that means the consciousness tips up everyone becomes more buoyant all this lower level crap distortion patterns that cause the problems from pollution to like child enslavement don't exist. Right. So, you, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the FBI agent who's going out there to bust the sex slave people. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not like mm-hmm. what I do.
1: Yeah. You don't However, deal with human trafficking
2: in the mafia yeah, level. Like, that's, that's, not, that's, that's not, that's not what I'm doing. However, not your journey, yeah. Yeah, it's not my journey, but my journey is to help in this way. Right. And so yeah. that's okay. And so um, my feeling is, as more and more of us boy up, truly, and the thing is, what I'll say about, you know, the people, there's a lot of spiritual bypassing, right, that happens in the spiritual community, right, where it's like, it's like a pseudo awakened state, where everything's all good, and they're not like wanting to deal with like the, the heavy, de- dense emotional stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's important to stay accountable, right? You are human, You're having this experience to be accountable for your own stuff, like what Mm -hmm. you're creating in the world that might be messy. It's like, oh, great, I just did that. And it's not to like beat yourself up and to self-flagellate and punish yourself, but it's like, okay, I did that. There's a distortion pattern here, let me address that. Do you see what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's to be accountable as opposed to like going into, like a lot of people will go into what I call spiritual bypassing where it's just like, okay, well, I'm not gonna deal with those negative emotions. We're just gonna go into like this like pseudo bliss state because mm-hmm. I don't feel like dealing really with my messiness. Yeah. The human. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're very unstable, actually. So it's important to be accountable, to see yourself, to examine, you know, to do the work and yeah. then clarify. Right. And yeah. again, it's not about self punishment, it's about awareness.
1: Right. Yeah. So, like you say, let's say somebody who's high frequency are accountable for themselves and what they say, what they do, how they create their their reality. Yeah. But because um, I've heard um, people describe this batch of high vibe people as spiritual bypass, while you still so you're spiritual bypassing the responsibility to clean up three D issues. I mean, it, it goes back in circles. So it, I guess mm. I guess it's just a matter of just okay. Well, that's your opinion. It's yeah, accepted. exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's just your opinion. That's okay. your opinion.
1: All right. Four <laughs> uh, noble <vulnerable laughs> truth number one always hits the ringer acceptance (laughs) is is the cause of your suffering Uh, it always goes back to that one for me okay Mm -hmm. so you know okay so we've been talking about earth okay um earth has her own frequency as well and she has she has the biggest frequency she's the biggest magnet so how do people calibrate with the frequency of earth's higher energy
2: uh that's a great question so the earth um from my perspective holds multiple consciousness yeah And so um, the earth frequency is very, very clear. So if you can be really present in the body and even be aware of the earth, so stand on it, right, or just be in it um, that frequency of the earth somewhere natural Mm -hmm. that will start to help propel you into, um, because the earth frequency is so strong and is, um, so in the present moment, there is nothing else that exists for the earth, like on spirit level, as you know, Vaughn, right? Like everything exists in the eternal. Now there is no future past, right? That's all like a human interpretation in order for our minds to function. However, uh, when when you
1: go, when you go into the consciousness of, um, source five mm -hmm. D and above, um, Everything exists now because there is no linearity. That's right. There's no time yeah, and space. No, there is right. no time on the other side. <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah, no linear time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and the way I sort of explain it is like, it's like if you can imagine the eternal now being everything, that's what I call mm-hmm. the timeless or the eternal now, whatever you want to call it. And linear, linear time is like a train running over the horizon of the eternal now, right? It's just this right. overlay um, that our minds do in order to compress the infiniteness into something that our brains can process, right? Because our brains can't handle it all, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, in essence, um, the earth frequency is in the eternal now. That's why it feels so good to be in nature, right? You, mm-hmm. All your problems tend to drop away. They seem less mm-hmm. important. They're not as, right? Because what's happening, you're being pulled into the present moment of, the, uh, of linear time, which is the gateway to the eternal now. At least that's from my perspective. Like you have mm-hmm. to be in the present moment, linear time to access the eternal hour. It doesn't happen.
0: Right, so right.
2: Um, in any case, so when you're in the earth frequency, um, so if you, um, for me, I can amplify that in somebody. And the, like I said, the earth frequency, it can be, set, it holds multiple consciousness levels. And if you're with somebody who can help you do this, basically um, what we're doing as we move up in consciousness level is what I do with people is I attune them to the, um, the, the space-time resonance of the Earth in the new consciousness level. Like, mm-hmm. Why would you attune to the Earth in the level that you... I mean, you can if you want to, but it's if you want to propel upwards, that's something that you can do to really give you more momentum. So... Right. Um, yeah, so the Earth frequency will bring you solid right into the present moment of linear time, which is really important. It often makes you more present in your body, which is important for the coordinate of space. You need the coordinate of space and time in order to create your reality. Mm-hmm. So that's what's so important because that is like where you start to change things in the right. rendering that you were talking about, right? That's where right, you can right. start to have healing. That's where you can start to release distortion patterns. That's where everything can start to change, but you need to be present what I call the zero point of time, Mm -hmm. which is linear, present moment in linear time, and the zero point of space. That's the earth frequency, man. It'll like bring you right back into that. And um, that frequency is so strong, so pure, so complete. It is abundant, right? It also has form. That's easier for us as humans because we are embodied. So Mm -hmm. you have this, this tremendous frequency, which is really powerful, that we can entrain to which allows us to clear a lot of stuff more quickly, which is why people feel better when they come out of being somewhere in nature for a while.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Earth, Earth is um, she. She's already she's already really a high frequency. Um, she's just doing us a favor by letting us live on her. <laughs> so, uh, pretty much. <laughs> and, <yeah.
0: laughs>
2: she's, she's
1: letting she's letting a bunch of puppies kind of run around and you know in yeah. a little, you know for their own growth for their own growth. But um, she's a very, very high frequency and um, she is able to exist at multiple layers all the way up to infinity already.
2: Um,
1: But um, from the point of this moment in the cosmos is allowing us to have our individual and our collective um, growth process as we evolve and expand as well. From, oh, totally. this va- from, this, from this vantage point of, um, of her consciousness, but she's already multidimensional,
2: multiversal.
1: Yeah. She's already the sphere of, of everything and, and connected to Source. So yeah, um, yeah. She's, well, depending- she's,
2: she's yeah, exactly. She's the one who gives who lets us. She gives us blueprint for embodiment. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. She's, that's yeah. That's she's really important.
1: Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's really, really important, you guys. <laughs> You're so lucky. So don't trash her. Okay, yeah, you know, um, the thing, you know, I, I find that life lessons typically are the things that most people need to address, work on, and clear up and learn from, and that typically will raise their frequency. Um, so, like, what are the common things that you work with with your clients or when people come to learn from you how to raise their own personal frequency? What are the common things that come up that, um, that holds down their frequency?
2: Hmm. Well, it really depends on the person, um, obviously. Um, So I do a number of things that are group and also individual, but a lot of things that come up, well, first of all, we have a number of what I call foundational distortion patterns, Mm. which are um, distortion patterns that run through us as a a collective because we're human. So Mm. one of those things would be um, uh, the fear of loss. Okay, So a lot of us, because we are afraid of losing something, we don't take opportunities or move forward or we stay in things too long, okay? Because we have this fear of loss because we believe that we're finite and that we can lose something, okay? So that's one thing that a lot of people have tra- challenged with. Another thing that people have challenged with is something um, that I call absolute scarcity, okay? Which mm-hmm. is because you feel like you're not complete internally. You always need to chase something external to you to feel complete. So that reinforces that you are incomplete. You'll always be in scarcity. You'll never feel your own infinite nature as indestructible consciousness. So that's another one. Another one is called spirit, that I call spirit debt, okay? Which is mm-hmm. where um, you as a, as, a, as a person have this disproportionate sense of having like, of, of, like um, of exchange so meaning like you have to give up a lot of something okay be it like your time or emotional or um, psychological well-being or your life force in order to get a small amount of something else like Mm -hmm. money or security or something okay and if you look at your life this happens with a lot of people right so spirit Mm -hmm. debt is just there So so there's that stuff running through, and then you have other distortion patterns, which are really common, right? So low self-worth, non-deserving is a huge one. This is a massive, massive challenge that a lot of humans have um it's and where does that know. come
1: from let's say they let's say they and for for a lot of people that I've come across um with my clients it comes from their mommy daddy issues or from their childhood upbringings and lack of scarcity all that kind of stuff but let's say they come from a a decent family that have then they had a, a you know for the most part a um a, a comfortable childhood and yet they still have that scarcity pattern that that fear of not being yeah. able to support themselves or not being good enough to take care of themselves or to be loved. Where does that come from? Is that just because we're, we cut ourselves off from source to be in the physical? Is that um, it, in, the in whole? part,
2: um, in part a lot of it's religious distortion um, mm. actually where um, it's like, you'll never be worthy of the divine. Right. So you need an intermediary. You're, you're never worthy on your own because you're too imperfect. And so that is, is very pervasive, even if you're not religious yourself. I I wasn't raised particularly any religion, but that is still running. Uh, Mm -hmm. it is there in, um, the distortion of, uh, just if you're an old soul, that is a distortion pattern that happens a lot, because as you came through that separation from like this, it's not true separation. It's perceived separation right, 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 from the oneness. Then we feel like we're not worthy of the thing that we are intrinsically part of. Like we have Mm -hmm. to do something special in order to deserve that. It's a distortion pattern from there. Um, There's a lot of like power abuse stuff that happens in order to oppress, right? So if you keep people feeling unworthy, then it's easier to control them, quite frankly. That's in the Mm -hmm. mix too. So it's like a whole bunch of different stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, It really depends on the individual, but it's definitely, um, that is very present. Even if like they grew up like in a really comfortable um, surroundings and it looks like why would they have this problem? It's because the distortion patterns are happening even if, for example, like ten generations ago, their ancestor experienced it very severely. It will pass down through the line. That's why you have to release it on the distortion pattern level. A lot of our lineage, mm, a lot ancestry. of our patterns come from our lineage. Almost yeah. like eighty percent of them come from yeah. lineage. So you have to clear that up. Yeah.
1: You know, in the earlier conversations with like um, police brutality and um, the black community is that i mean because because you'll you'll get african americans for for example that Mm -hmm. come from affluent families that have good education have good you know comfortable existence and yet still there is a little bit of that what you're saying distortion pattern that's unconsciously still there Mm -hmm. is it how does how does a culture address ancestral wounds of like slavery for example so mm-hmm. that it doesn't continue to be a stigma unconscious stigma that's held in your own psyche that you're never yeah. going to be enough good enough because you're from a slave lineage and there's always going to be that constant yeah descendant of a slave and you're a slave forever you know that yeah. kind of concept
2: yeah well you can release the distortion well that's the point of frequency work you literally can delete it out of the field we are at the point of consciousness now it's risen enough that um, there are some of us that can do that, mm-hmm. right? Where it's, you can delete those distortion patterns out of the field. That's the, the foundation of frequency work is to release those distortion patterns out of, so each individual is doing it. And it's interesting because I do have clients who are African-American mm-hmm. or african British. I don't know what they call this, African English. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they call themselves but anyway. So um, anyway, these labels are going to get
1: even more. These labels are going to get even more convoluted as we get further into I consciousness. Know. I'm telling you, they're not yeah, going to be in boxes.
2: Yeah, exactly. But it's interesting because when you go down there, I mean, it's not just in them, all right, in, in people with an African background. I mean, this is like it happens. It's happened all over the world. So this yeah. is a very common like slavery is not something that is I'm not saying it's only a phenomena that happens in the African population. It is there. Mm -hmm. And it is possible to overcome it. There is a lot of oppression, though. It's harder for them because they have it running through their lineage. Mm -hmm. So um, it takes more work for them, but they can do it. And it's really awesome to transcend it. And then, of course, we all need to clear it from ourselves because we all run it. So it's important for all of us in order to release these things, to move into these higher level frequencies where this won't happen because it doesn't exist at that higher level order like it cannot at that higher level frequency resonance
1: what's your tips do you have any tips on on how people can start applying those frequency um you know this breaking up those frequency patterns the ancestral um yeah
2: so the way that the best way that i i know of how to do that is to people usually can't do it on their own because they have too many distortion patterns to be able to Mm. self propel you need somebody often, from what I've observed, who is clearer than you to help you release, who's of high enough resonance that can release, help you release those. So um, I'm sure there are other ways, but the way that I know of that's the most effective to do that is through frequency work. And mm-hmm. so um, there's a lot of, for example, on my website, there are, I give a podcast every week. And at the end mm-hmm. of every podcast, I give the work for free right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff there where it looks, it will sound and seem a lot like a guided meditation, which it is. And there's frequency work being done so that you are releasing those distortion patterns. That's the most effective, efficient way to do it that I'm aware of. Um, I'm sure there are other ways, but that's very specific. It's like you're going to delete that specific distortion pattern out of the field. Now, of course we have layers, right? So it's like, um, it's like layers to an onion. And as you release more of them, you become clearer and faster. Your frequency resonance boils up. You can clear faster and, and more. So that's right. the really exciting thing about frequency work. And you don't have to really even think about it or plan it. It just kind of happens, which is really yeah. awesome. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Let me relate this to Buddhism for people who are like, okay, I'm getting lost, Vaughn. Can you explain that in terms of Buddhism? Um, chant, uh, meditation scripts, those have been going around in buddhism all the way to vedic hinduism for over 7000 years 2500 years in buddhism they moder- they modernly call them nlp neuro linguistic programming okay and they have been proven in science when they for instance measure the frequency of the om mani padmi hum chant in buddhism those frequencies of each one of those words of 432, you know, Hertz frequency and other frequencies that help reestablish harmony and balance and bliss in somebody's um energy field. So these are um these the you know all these scripts basically help you um rewire your consciousness to let go of, of certain patterns, their permission slips to accept and raise your frequency into higher levels. And, um, you know, th- what they are, are NLP. So it's all, it's, many uh, of it is doing the same exact thing to your personal frequency. So chants, mantras, mudras, meditation scripts, hypnosis scripts. They've been going around in Buddhism for all the way back to the Vedas. Um, and we have thousands of them. And there's brand new ones with teachers like Karen that come up as well for the modern day um, you know, a student of frequencies, so I just wanted to relate that to people, because they're like, oh, this is new terms, and new things, I'm like, no, 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 don't get, don't get lost in the new terms, and in the, 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 it's the same stuff, you guys, which is offering you different tools, but it's the same exact stuff, so it's, you've been doing it, you just don't know it, but now you had new, you got new clothes to choose from so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just wanted to clarify that because i was like i could just see some people going oh my god I go, what do i do this is getting really confusing this is another thing i'm like no no no, it's just nlp Keep
2: it yeah simple.
0: It's, it's yeah it is. and i and i would say
2: like. yeah exactly and i would say that like what's happening now as consciousness has risen is that we can get really specific right mm-hmm. so um, with frequent, like you can, it is possible to delete these specifically out of the field now. So, um, what I would say is it's a little, um, So there are all these wonderful tools out there that do different things. They're all at different levels of effectiveness. It all resonates differently for different people. So I would suggest just do what you feel most drawn to, right? So that's another way to do it. And like a lot of frequency work happens in meditation, which is a very standard process Mm -hmm. in Buddhism. Mm -hmm. So if you can combine meditation and frequency work together, it's a really powerful combination. So um, that is why a lot of the work that I give will look like a guided meditation. So it's simple.
1: Yeah, you guys yeah. They, they when you start doing so many of these different ones they all start feeling um they have a pattern so um and you recognize them. So when you recognize yeah. them they you, rec- you it you know it's just another song it's another love song. It's all it is just another love song for yourself.
2: So, yeah. you know,
1: I love love songs. And, you know, and Karen offers a lot of popular online courses. Let me ask you something really quick. So, is let's say somebody takes your online course on uh deleting these codes that from these ancestral um, traumas that people unconsciously unconsciously carry on and you're right other people even if they're not from that culture do you carry on that patterning like uh, they'll have a certain reaction to like say like a black person that walks by them if they have from their culture they might have a different program for how to respond to that you know um so different different avatars and storyline groups have their own ancestral um programs running so let's say somebody takes one of your courses does one of these deletes it um accepts it etc have you ever had anybody come to you and say um karen i did this course i did the work um and my family history has changed oh all the time like literally like my family history has changed like this specific yeah. event happened this way and now it's happened in a completely different way and everybody, except for maybe one or two people in the family, don't remember how it used to happen. Like I remember yeah. it. You've had that? Okay. Yeah, so- that
2: happens all the time. Uh, people will say, my mother, like literally before I had my, did my session or took coherence mastery or did whatever was like this and I had a conversation with her, it's like a different human I don't even, like, I don't even recognize this person. Like, I don't even know who they are. It's amazing because I now get to re-examine who they are and get to uh-huh. know them in a different way. That happens all the time. <laughs> parallel people. Parallel awesome. people. Parallel people. So yeah, is it's, that,
1: awesome. it's parallel people. It's really awesome. And so you're going to have, so let me ask you this next level conversation about this frequency work. So somebody deletes certain codes that doesn't work for them in their frequency. They change somehow through their experiential reality their reality has physically changed Mm -hmm. um which in pop culture terms they call them mandela effects but then it's Mm -hmm. not just commercial logos it happens in their personal life um and they have their own reality changes um how does one adapt to the new frequency and the new reality in which they've just living
2: oh they can be startling
1: to come across like you know, a different version of your mom or Uh, something?
2: uh, Well, everyone that I've experienced enjoys it. (laughs) It's an
1: upgrade. (laughs) It's an upgraded
2: experience because again, your frequency resonance has gone up. So Mm -hmm. uh, there may be a period depending um, on who you are of integration or detox where um, because you've released the distortion pattern from within you, it's coming away from you. So it's going from bound to unbound okay? Mm -hmm. So it's now moving in form away from you. So sometimes what people will do is they'll see these distortion patterns as they leave, because they've never noticed that they were part of them, they just assumed that was their identity. But then Mm -hmm. they'll, for example, we'll see it flare, and it's important for people to use their free will at this point, this is what I call confirming the removal of the pattern, which is where you like, like, use your free will to push that away from you. So you render Mm -hmm. a different reality. And um, so people will either experience sometimes like some people experience no detox or integration okay at all. Right. some people experience it physically like they might get a cold or like stub their toe or something and when they physically heal because their bodies are wise they'll now be reset into the new frequency resonance of the new version of themselves some people it's emotional so for example if um they have a lot of control issues they may notice that people who try to control them start to appear more for them right like Mm -hmm. people who they don't even know try to tell them what to do and they're like i don't even know who you are or like somebody in their life who's really controlling who they haven't heard from in a while will show up and it's about to hold your space so that you don't um, allow for that to affect you and then also if you are controlling to notice that and when to soften into surrender so all that stuff can happen and that period of detox or integration lasts basically um depending on you right like how what your rule sets are how much fear the person has uh, their willingness to let go all that Mm -hmm. sort of thing and if they're confirming or moving but it can be really fast and some people i mean it's overnight like it doesn't take long it's not because it's a resonance that's we're deleting the distortion patterns which keep you heavy so when Hmm. you release them it feels good it feels buoyant Um, yeah so that's typically the experience so it's it's a welcome adjustment
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I always yeah exactly I always tell um, people well you know you get to fall in love with your spouse all over again and they get to fall in love with you they, they yeah. got a whole new upgrade as well yeah. so be happy and then people ask what happened to the old version and I said well they're they're probably getting what what they need but you get to yeah. you you have graduated to the next level of frequency so now you get a higher version of reality yeah and a higher version of those that you love
0: exactly
2: so it's, a awesome. it's a gift.
1: It's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift of the present moment. I love it. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, you know, yeah, so I had I had another question about that, but um this, you know, this gets into Mandela effects, which I could totally do a whole nother episode on just Mandela effects, but I won't I won't go into that. But okay. as as people go into these higher frequencies of being with source um sometimes it takes a level of trust in source to run its course so and that could be kind of hard to trust source in how it's um orchestrating the playing parts because you might yeah. not agree with the way things are rolling but then later on you look back and like oh I see how it all fit in but while you're living in the freak show is what i call it <laughs> While we're living in the freak show of, you know, the 3D people and the 5D people and the, the infinite people all in the same parking lot playing out their realities,
2: um, how does one trust source? Hmm. So I would say, uh, honestly, this comes always back to me to frequencies and distortion patterns. The reason you don't trust higher self and source is because you're running distortion pattern of lack of trust. Honestly, Mm. it really comes down to that. It's pretty binary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, if you release that, and as you release more of your distortion patterns, that trust becomes very easy. Because in order to rise in frequency resonance, you have to enter greater and greater degrees of surrender. You must, in order Mm -hmm. to rise in frequency resonance. You have to give up control of the mind of what you think you want all that stuff or you cap out how you think it's supposed to play out yeah exactly you can't move beyond a certain resonance if you don't do that so what i would say is although it is hard the nice thing about frequency work is that the more you do it the more easy it becomes to trust and you don't have to think about it it just sort of happens and yeah. what you what you recognize is that everything sort of gets taken care of for you as your frequency resonance rises right mm-hmm. the right people show up the right remedies the right solutions money all that sort of stuff shows up for you as you clear your distortion patterns that's the great thing about frequency work it's like direct meaning like the, the effect of it is linear like i have my my toe is stubbed and need it to be healed so it either resolves the pain or it's non-linear in that the right person, the modality, the whatever to address the thing shows up in perfect time to help you resolve the toe, right? So it's both direct and indirect. So what I would say about trust is if you can release the distortion pattern and your frequency resonance rises, honestly, you don't have to think about it. It just happens. Yeah. And yeah. it sounds like too easy. It is that easy, actually. It's yeah. really the distortion patterns on frequency level, physical reality mirrors it. It's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah like I always tell people and we and and we, and we tell people in Buddhism all the time also,' it's just at the very end, it, don't forget the basics, you are energy, that is what you are. You are just energy thinking into form yourself mm-hmm. and reality. Mm-hmm. And when you go back to the basics, all of these storylines, these avatars, these these things that we're getting ourselves caught up with. In the wheel of dharma, they don't really matter. Okay, we're just going for the ride. (laughs) We're getting so caught up in the different turns of the of the uh, roller coaster that we're like not really enjoying the roller coaster, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and all of these different things have their own song. They have their own frequency. They have, and each frequency has their own song. And so they're just different love songs playing. So pick the love song that you want to listen to and tune into so you know carrie what's your last message for people who are very high frequency for people who want to get to those high frequencies with source what what do you want to leave them so that they can build that fifth dimensional and above frequency here in the physical
2: yeah so what i would say is it's important to stay present in your physical body and to be really mindful of where you are in time and space. So being really, really present is really important for you in order to embody and be able to sustain the higher level of frequencies that you get to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's a really important thing that's very empowering, that's important. And that as we, um, as you say, buoy up in consciousness resonance, mm-hmm. that even if it looks like you're not doing that much, to, like on the physical to help, that what you are doing is really important. Because it has this massive ripple effect out into the oneness. So I would say that is important too. So continue to do the inner work, right? It's all illusion. So the more inner work you do, the more your frequency resonance can buoy up, the more people can entrain to you, the more consciousness rises. It creates what I call synergetic ascension. The whole wins, right? You, others, the oneness. Everything is buoying up in the new paradigm. So that is what I would say to people.
1: I love that. Well, Karen, thank you for offering so many resources to address and learn from our 3D issues and start the journey to anchor in the higher 5D frequencies and above in our multidimensional selves. So and in the multiverse. So like every one of my guests, I keep saying your awakening and ascension is not out there. It's always been within you. So from within your consciousness, you all dream the world into solid form. So for more information about Karen Chong's offerings, please visit her website, which is sphericalluminosity.com. And thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time,
0: blessings. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras where we talk Buddhism in the 5th dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to merkabachakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension until we meet again. Blessings.